0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Episode fifty seven of Believe. LA. We're recording Wednesday afternoon, September 23rd. NFL Lions are out. They're moving. We had the Lakers play and lose yesterday in Game 3 of the Conference Finals. We're going to talk about all that and more. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. Joined, as always, my co-host, Chris Lewart.
2: You can find him on Twitter at Lou Rock. How are you today, Chris? I wish I'm doing well. I wish I had a fun like, entry line, like Jim Nance, and said, hello, friends? Do you think he tested that at all? Do you think he just came up with it one day? Um, I'd like to ask him that. Maybe I'll tweet him. Maybe I I'll think we're very, very answer.
1: far away from uh, comparing ourselves to a classic, <laughs> like, Jim Nance. Jim Nance. <laughs> or I just ben wish King, I had a tagline. But, That's it. But, yeah, I I mean, a tagline is, is certainly something to aspire to. Maybe, maybe your daughter can come up with you. Uh, with with one for you at some point in your life.
2: Dot, 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 dot would be it. Yeah.
1: Again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 57. We're going to talk about NFL and the Lakers today. And a very special guest, Dave Mason from Bet Online, is joining us again. We had him on earlier in the spring. If you want to hear Dave Mason's story about how he got involved originally uh, with sports gambling and especially with Bet Online, that's a great episode. You can go back and listen to his story in detail uh, back in March or April. We are available wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And you can find us in all of the other great podcasts on Believe at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. I want to give a plug to the company that Chris comes from and represents Stag Capital as well at Stag Cap. Let's recap week number two, Chris. It was a chalky week. Most of the favorites won, as you'll hear from Dave Mason they got crushed last week. The public was killing it. Uh, this very, very rarely happens where the public just goes through and, you know, easily wins big parlays and bets and things of that nature. So I do think that we're going to see a regression back to the mean when it comes to, uh, you know, some uh, undetermined outcomes here. So let's talk about week two. After a sterling 3-1 opening week, I went 1-2. and two. I lost on my Rams under. Uh, We're going to talk about that, but I think we're both taking massive early season L's on the Rams. They look fantastic. I also lost on the other L.A. team, the Chiefs. I took them at minus nine last week. The Chargers, with Justin Herbert making his NFL debut, looked fantastic. They look like an entirely different team. We'll talk about the Chargers more as we go. So I'm not doing so hot on both the Rams and the Chargers, both local teams. But I am now 3-0, Chris, on my best bets. Won two of them in the opening week. And I got Cardinals minus seven at home against the Washington football team last week. The Cardinals look like they could be this year's San Francisco 49ers, which is what we cautioned in the beginning of the year when we thought about the team from last year. For you, it was a much better week two than a week one. Chris, you had a terrible opening week. Uh, I'll let <laughs> you, talk about, much I'll much. you talk about your week two.
2: Yeah, uh, nowhere to go but up on that last one when you don't get a single W. So uh, baby steps, uh, two and one on my football picks. I did lose my my Nuggets plus seven. But as far as football goes, had that Chargers first half. I was looking like a genius there for a minute and did, the, of course, the second guessing. Like, why didn't I put more money on this game? Why didn't I take the Chargers money line? Why didn't I take everything Chargers? um i can't enjoy nice things i have the rams yeah uh stuck it right up my nose again uh eagles minus a half in the first quarter wasn't even close uh but that sweet sweet plus 135 i just couldn't stay away best bet though with the packers that was an absolute layup um they just stomped all over the field aaron jones was just running free so uh felt good about that one And, and listen if i go two and one the rest of the season, I will take it gladly, and maybe Less I'll break problem, 500. After, oh, yeah. Yeah, after that first, after that 0-1-5-er, uh, nowhere, nowhere to go but up, so I'm, I'm riding high after that.
1: The wife is about to yank you away from not only this show, but your entire life as a sportsman <laughs> after week one. So I'm glad you had your retribution uh, in week number two. All right, we're moving on. We're talking about week number three. And again, full disclosure, we are recording this Wednesday September 23rd in the early evening so we do have lines uh we don't have practice reports and we don't have final uh, active uh start or anything like that so uh these may be a little bit off and, and we we caution you from taking our advice and putting directly in the sports sportsbook before looking at the lines and trying to process that uh have what our football coaches said to us yelling over us chris have that situational awareness we're giving you advice on what we like and what to take and, and betting strategy overall what is offside but Things change, and things will certainly change between now and kickoff Sunday morning. All right, let's start here. Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Rams, the 2-0 Rams, are taking on the 2-0 Buffalo Bills. And the Bills look just as good as advertised Chris. Josh Allen looks like an MVP candidate that I thought he could be before the season kicked off the Rams. We just talked about it. Sean McVay looks like he's back to being boy wonder in the NFL. Jared Goff's throwing the ball downfield. They have an endless money pit. Somehow they locked That's up fair. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Since we last spoke, um, you know, obviously Jalen Ramsey and Jared Goff and Aaron Donald. These guys are just you know, money is just popping out of nowhere. The social media page had an, an excellent uh, quip after after one of those signings last week. That they you know, we're only the social media account. We don't we don't have the salary cap answers that all you guys are demanding. <laughs> so Rams heading east to Buffalo, that 10 a.m. start time, 1 p.m. local start time uh, in Buffalo. It should be a fireworks of a game. The Bills are two and a half point favorites. That's up from, I think, it opened at two. The total here is 47. What's your pick here at Rams at Bills?
2: Is the listening audience going to get tired of uh, me in particular picking against the L.A. teams? We talked ad nauseum about traveling west to east. That's part of it. Uh, I think the Bills look really, really good. Josh Allen is making me look like a genius in my fantasy league. I'm taking the Bills minus two at about minus one thirteen, minus one fifteen is is about as high as you want to go on that. Uh, and I think that line's going to stay steady. You might find minus two and a half uh, pop up, but I'm feeling really good about the Bills, and certainly the Rams are going to. Uh, To make me look like an idiot again, but uh, I'm feeling much better about this one with them going to the East Coast and the Bills also looking so tough.
1: You know, the Eagles, believe it or not, they actually do also play on the East Coast. So Rams fans in our audience are right now saying, what do you mean, Chris? We just proved that that doesn't matter. Um, But, you know, I I really like what we're seeing from this Rams team. Their defense uh, is playing very well. Their offense is moving the ball a lot better. Last year. Um, towards the end of that season, they just could not move the ball offensively. You had a lot of injuries. You had Tyler Higby with a three-touchdown game last week. A lot of depth, though, this team, and running back-wise, uh, you know, we'll see. Daryl Henderson obviously looked great last week. You have injuries to both Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers. Uh, but overall, this seems like a much more formidable Rams team. I would lean towards taking the Bills, especially if you can get it at that two number. Um, going up to two and a half, I still like it, but I'm not going to take it. Uh, my official pick for this one is actually going to be the over. Look, this Bills defense is fantastic. So is this Rams defense. So why am I taking you over? I just mentioned both these offenses are clicking. I mean, Josh Allen, first career 300-yard passing game in week one. First career 400-passing-yard game in week two. This guy is playing at an all-pro level. I really do think this is going to be your last chance to take Josh Allen for MVP at value. I got him at 32-1 to before the season. I think he's right now at about 22-1. to There's still a lot of value there. Look, this is a winnable division. The Bills have a very, very easy schedule. This is a uh, elite-level defense. They have a lot of talent on offense as well. I mean, look, in fantasy football, I was avoiding guys like Stephon Diggs, John Brown, their running backs, all offseason, because I just did not think Josh Allen had this kind of accuracy in him. He has taken the steps necessary to prove that he can be a real, level, all-pro type of quarterback, and we're seeing that uh, formulate right in front of our eyes. So I really like that Bills offense. And, uh, look, this Rams offense— Uh, is very good as well. And I think they are certainly capable of playing either from ahead with a lead or from behind when they need to play catch-up. So I think that 47 line is very much attainable. So I'm taking the over there, Rams at Bills over 47. Moving on now, the Chargers no longer pay at our favorite stadium, which uh, eventually I'll stop saying, but Dignity Health (laughs) Sports Park, RIP SoFi Stadium. Now, both teams have made their debuts. And uh, and look, this is something that I, I believe I talked about last week, or maybe it was week one, when teams make their home debut since 1970, the merger, coming into this season, they were 6-3-1 and against the spread. Uh, I believe now we're up to uh, even 9-3-1 and because you saw, obviously, the Rams uh, uh, cover and, and straight-up win as an underdog in their home debut against the Cowboys. Uh, and last week, the Chargers came very, very close, of course, to winning that game. But ultimately, they settled for just a cover and a three-point loss in Justin Herbert's very first start. And then the Raiders, as five-and-a-half-point dogs on Monday night, I think it in at about 4 they were an outright winner against Drew Brees and the Super Bowl favorites, uh, New Orleans Saints. So, for whatever reason, teams in their home debut, which uh, I don't know why I'm stating this, because we probably won't have another one of these for 20-plus seasons, but uh, they have that extra juice even without those fans. So, Chargers are right back at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. They're hosting the hapless Carolina Panthers. They are 0-2. The Chargers, of course, are 1-1. and 1. The Chargers are six and a half home favorites. The total in this one here, Chris, is 44 and a half. Panthers, the under for the season total was one of my favorite bets of the season. You can go back and listen to that one. I think it was uh, in April or May when we had that NFL future show. Uh, I really liked him uh, to go under, not because I don't like Matt Rule or I don't like any of their players, just because there was so much turnover for that team, a new quarterback, an entirely new coaching staff. This is kind of the handicap that we wanted from this type of year when there's so much unknown. Go for the teams that don't have that unknown. So Panthers are moving the ball. They're scoring Their defense looks like it might be one of the worst I've ever seen. So who do you like here? Panthers or Chargers, minus six on Sunday.
2: I don't like anything. So I'm going to take some props because I couldn't find anything that was particularly offsides or I felt particularly strong about. So the story that makes the most sense to me is the sports media frothing at the mouth because Justin Herbert looks pretty good. Um, Full disclosure, if you've been listening, uh, Sam and I, not the biggest Herbert friends. So this makes all the more sense, right, that he's going to go... And do something we didn't want him to do or expect him to do. Over 14 and a half rush yards at minus 125. I think that's a steal right now. Young quarterbacks pull it down a little too quick. I think he'll obviously rush for a touchdown last week. I think he's gonna rush for 25 or 30 yards, no problem. And it's not crazy expensive at minus one twenty-five. I also think he's gonna hawk in a lot because why not? See what you got, right? It doesn't matter what the coaching staff says, they've got decisions to make when Tyrod Taylor comes back. Over 33-and-a-half pass attempts, minus 109. Awesome. And before we move on, just, again,
1: we're we're not here to to pick on anyone. uh, Or, you know, we're not sports talk show radio guys. We are are betting guys. We like to play both roles sometimes. But we have to talk about it. The news that broke this morning was that uh, it was very, very weird. Tyrod Taylor came out, no injuries all week. And you you literally go to the kickoff and – Guess what? Tyra Taylor's not playing today. Justin Herbert's making his NFL debut, and it was a very big chest injury we were given on the broadcast. We learned today, of course, there was a report that a Chargers team doctor, uh, when giving him a pain relief injection, accidentally punctured his lung. So we're going to see Tyra Taylor out for at least one more week. Justin Herbert's getting his second start, and he looks excellent. You know, I don't want to take uh, another early season L, uh, but we may have to. Uh, Justin Herbert was moving the ball. He had 300 yards in that game. Uh, All of a sudden, guys like Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, Mike Willing, these guys were were open and running hard, and this offense looked like an entirely new offense. Uh, Now, Justin Herbert did throw a pick that ended up being, um, I wouldn't say a game loser, but it was a very, very difficult uh, thing. You know, if if he didn't throw that pick, they'd probably win that game. So a lot to learn from him, but for a guy that we thought probably had to sit all season and needed a lot more seasoning – he looked great. So I want to give credit where credit's due. And, and you know, in terms of the, in terms of the Chargers, uh, man, I mean, that's just the kind of franchise that just didn't need any more of those kind of weird stories coming out. But here we are. So Justin Herbert will start in game number two. Uh, my thoughts on this game, um, I, w- I won't take a prop here, but I actually like a teaser here. Now, I do think the Chargers win this game. Very well documented that I think the Panthers are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think sooner rather than later, they're going to be playing for it next season if they're not already They're missing Christian McCaffrey, of course. He's going to be out for at least three weeks as he was put on that that new shortened three-week injured reserve. So he's out for at least three weeks. He will not be in this game. Um, So I do like the Chargers to win this game. So I'm going to take it to basically a money line, a minus half in the spread. And I like the over here, 38 and a half. And if you're thinking, wow, Sam took two overs in the first two picks, I know. It's weird times for me as well. But right now, these teams are scoring at will. I feel extremely nervous taking any unders just because right now the defenses just aren't on the same level playing field as these offenses. And and, and right now we're just seeing the quarterback play um, absolutely erupt across the league. So I I just feel uneasy taking unders. And I felt very, very great about taking unders for pretty much my entire betting career. So uh, you have to change philosophies as the league changes around you. So over 38 and a half, minus half a point, Chargers teaser. That's my official pick for Panthers at Chargers. All right, we're moving on to best bets, where I've actually gone three and zero. But we'll start here with Chris.
2: I'm going to go with the least. Well, first, I want to say I think you're right about that over. Uh, if I'm the coach of the Chargers and the Panthers, for that matter, I'm not. It doesn't matter what the score of that game is. You got a bunch of guys that you need to learn what they are, and especially with the rookie quarterback and the Chargers side, I think they're going to keep running their offense, even if they were up 40 points. Right? They're going to keep going and see what he's got and keep running the playbook. To the best bet. This doesn't make any sense, but Lions plus five and a half minus 110 traveling to the outstanding looking Arizona Cardinals. That does not make any sense. Matt Patricia looks horrible. Cliff Kingsbury looks great. Kyler Ray looks great. Cardinals look great. The Lions look terrible. Why would you make that your best bet? Don't better right away. Wait until game time. I think that's going to be a six and a half line by the time it goes. But at minus 110 with the points, this is the way the NFL goes. It doesn't make any sense. Things don't make any sense. Last week, nothing makes any sense. The world we live in, I'm taking the Lions of all teams at plus five and a half. You've been taking
1: NFC North pretty, pretty much all season, and you've done you've done well in the NFC North. So listen to Chris, Chicago native and diehard Bears fan on the NFC North. All right, my best bet this week, it's two franchises, two teams I think are heading in opposite directions. I'm taking those Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Houston Texans. I'm seeing it at minus three half right now. I'm comfortable taking it at minus three half. Of course, you can tease it down, uh, or you can buy that half a point. I think it's very much worth it. But I do think they cover three and a half, and I'll tell you why. The Steelers, by far, my number one defense of the entire league right now they are putting a enormous amount of pressure on Deshaun or they will be putting pressure on Deshaun Watson but on all quarterbacks they've been doing that week one they certainly did against Daniel Jones the New York Giants and of course week two uh, they knocked out Bronco starter Drew Locke and then got after back of Jeff Frisco as well they've got T.J. Watt up front they've got Bud Dupree I mean this is just an amazing front seven and a great defensive coordinator as well at home Big Ben, of course, his home run splits are very, very well documented. He's a much, much better home quarterback than he is on the road. They are in the friendly confines of Heinz Field in Pittsburgh this week. Let's flip it over to the other side here. Houston, which was uh, one point last year, looked like a team that could certainly be a challenger to teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC. They look like they just don't blog the field right now. Yes, they had a really difficult start to the season, of course, playing the Chiefs. But, you know, you take away DeAndre Hopkins and it's, it's remarkable how different this offense looks David Johnson looked really good in week one and people are taking victory laps about that trade but look DeAndre Hopkins top five wide receiver I'm taking a massive L on avoiding him in fantasy early on this season admitting it right here right now this is I guess the massive L show for me even <laughs> though I'm winning I have a winning record on the season four and three in NFL and I'm doing well in fantasy as well but sometimes you have to admit when you're wrong and I was wrong in, on DeAndre Hopkins not commanding the kind of targets that we thought he would uh from Houston This Texans team just does not look the same. I don't, you know, Bill O'Brien gets a lot of flack, and I think he's actually an underrated head coach, but he is as bad as everyone feels about him as an executive. So, uh, yes, I do think Houston will have some better times ahead. They typically do well in their division, where they've done very well uh, in Bill O'Brien's tenure. But um, this is a line that I think should be more like six or even up to seven. I think there's a lot of value here. Um, The Steelers are a very good team. We saw James Conner come back. And he looks healthy. They've got an emerging superstar wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. They've got a lot of weapons. Big Ben's elbow so far, knock on wood, has looked just fine. And so I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover that three and a half point spread at home against the Houston Texans. All right, we are going to bring in and talk to a very special guest, Dave Mason from Bet Online. But first, want to talk about our sponsor. I'll give you one guess who it is. It's Bet Online, of course, and they've been our sponsor for many, many uh, weeks, and, of course, it's the go-to place for this show, for Chris, for myself, to get our prop bets in, to get our lines in. Dave will tell you that it is – they are the first sportsbook to put up their numbers uh, of anyone out there, so you have that advantage of, uh, you know, if you like a line, getting it before anyone else does, before the public affects it one way or another. But – what Chris and I like doing for most of it is they have an endless, an endless amount of prop bets. They've got teams with the most wins this season, Patriots versus Tampa Bay. That's a fun one. Tua Tagovailoa, rumored of him potentially starting soon. Over, under, total starts in the season for him, six and a half. Uh, you've got will any last place team from 2019 win a division? Uh, yes is actually uh, an underdog, at 150. I know we talked about it last week, but will any head coach be fined for not wearing a mask properly? Uh, the underdog was actually, yes, a plus 110. We had four, I think actually five Free, head coaches. Three. Yeah. Four. not wearing their mask appropriately. I don't think necessarily we'll see that ever again. So, th- you know, this, there's some fun ones out there. Of course, there are plenty of just standard player props uh, and game props as well. So head, out a little, head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Well, let's bring in Dave Mason in right now. We are privileged to be joined by Bet Online Sportsbook Brand Manager Dave Mason, who's down there in Costa Rica. How are you doing this fine afternoon, Dave?
0: Um, well, you know, we we uh, last time we talked, I, I forget what we were talking about—Russian ping pong or Belarus <laughs> soccer or some other nonsense. So uh, I'm looking forward to actually talking about some stuff I actually know something about, a little bit at least. We'll see.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, we spoke last time right in the very beginning of the pandemic. I think it was, uh, you know, the Korean Baseball League. Uh, We were getting hot and heavy on NFL draft props. So, uh, as much as I do like the NFL draft, it is great to be talking about real live NFL action, and um, that kind of brings us to our first question, Dave. You know, with the 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 desert, the barren desert of sports betting over these last four, five, six months until baseball and, of course, the NBA restarted, uh, we didn't have much to bet on. How does the the action that you guys received in, in NFL weeks one and weeks two, how does that compare to previous seasons? Have you seen a resurgence of interest in a lot of additional betting?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it started started in early August with uh, all the 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 other three sports coming back and uh people were you know, a bunch of rabid dogs let out of their cage, just wanting to bet on uh, you know sports that they actually sure. know. Um, so it started then, and and uh, so we were we kind of had a dry run, right? We we had a you know we, we knew what was coming. We knew that the appetite was there, and we felt that even during the pandemic because we still are no, we were amazed by how many players still stuck around, and uh, you know. Our casino numbers are incredible. Our poker numbers are incredible. Even stuff like the silly stuff like Russian ping pong. It was just like... we could not believe how many people were betting it Now does it it fail the comparison to what They're betting now but still it was just We knew the appetite was there so we Knew once sports came back That we were going to have an awesome oh and UFC Too that was like you know every every Dang Saturday night we were setting records With UFC numbers on those cards So we knew once sports Came back people were going to be Ready to rock and and, and sure Sure enough that they, they, they are you know um know Our week one and week two numbers were better than last year, which we're very satisfied with. Um, You know, NBA has been great. MLB has been steady, really good. Uh, NHL, too, has been strong. So, but yeah, NFL, nothing's like the, you know, of course, college has taken a hit. Um, How could it not? There's just not, not as many games, but we'll get a big boost this weekend with SEC returning to action so that will give us a little bit be, be, better uh numbers there but um so you know college is going to be down there's just there's just no way you know there's just so many fewer games um but the act the games that are going on are just getting incredible action like that that first game what was it Austin P versus I forget oh, how yeah, like Austin yeah, like
2: they, Southwestern
0: Texas state. Yeah. <laughs> something like for the blind or something like that. Yeah. That, I mean that <laughs> one double a game and that, that was, you know, that, that got like five times the amount of action, the championship um, one double a games get and It was, it was getting about as much action as, as like a, as a, as a really good college football game. Um, so, you know, people were just ready to rock. So the games that are offered, people are betting the hell out of them.
2: Yeah, so I didn't I didn't think about this at the time, but I should have. Did you guys see when you were line making any trouble or any concern about over-unders or what the line should be because there was no preseason in the NFL? Because you didn't see what rookies looked like or what they were gonna do right. or how the offenses were set up or anything to that nature?
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we we kept them to what we thought they would be, you know. Um, you know, there's a little bit of tweaking on the spread, obviously, without the home field advantage and everything. Um, we're still playing around with that. You know, it's kind of a learning process here, but um, you know, it, it's 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 been a challenge. But uh, I mean, we got killed last Sunday. First, the first Sunday, week one was great. Then last Sunday, I mean, that was a that was a record setting day for the uh public. I mean, we got absolutely murdered. I mean, all the all the favorites won outright. So those those money line all chalk parlays, they were cashing left and right and teasers, all the teasers were hitting, so we got absolutely destroyed this past Sunday.
2: Yep. Yeah. We were on the we were on that side, luckily on that side of, of some teasers. It wasn't with Bet Online, so don't worry. I think, uh, I think you guys I think you guys beat us, but definitely can can speak to it being that absolutely being the case last week. Was definitely one of those weird weeks where you just saw all the favorites come back
1: and, and get Ws. That will not continue, I'm sure, this NFL season. Wanted to ask you a follow-up question, Dave, in regards to home field advantage. It's something that a lot of our listeners, you know, wanna know. What what do you guys a lot currently For home field, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a case by case basis. But, um, you know, what is the standard advantage?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, on a regular season, you know, it's uh, I guess the standard is three, right? You know, it, it fluctuates here and there, but that's, I guess, the standard answer. You know right now we're, it's, it's about two uh two and a half one and a half but i'd say average about two so you know it it's we're still playing around with it to tell you the truth i mean it's gonna you know it's gonna take a little time to adjust um you need you need data you need you know yep. one or two two weeks just isn't a big enough sample size so we're monitoring it um you know the, the good thing is all the players are monitoring it too, you know. It, it's 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 uh it's, it's new to everybody. So it's not like, you know, uh some some betters have this 10-year head start on the data with us. No, they're you know, we're all learning. So it's, it's a cat and mouse game. So we're getting there, you know, the, the action's great and the winnings will, uh all you know, week 1 was great, week 2 suck, bring on week 3.
2: <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to happen next, uh, which Maybe it was kind of curious. The other I, I had another thing I had wasn't paying attention to, but then I looked into it. I've noticed that a bet online. There's a lot of when you look through player props, right? Most times it's uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger will throw over under one and a half touchdowns. But bet online has an interesting thing where it's an at least player prop. Was that and is that you know has that been around forever at bet online, and I just never noticed it before? Uh, what was kind of the genesis of, of getting that in there versus a lot of the traditional stuff you see at other books?
0: Yeah, well, we do have over under. I mean, we have that we have that player props software and you go in there and there's just so much stuff. Um, So, you know, we we do have the over the traditional over under like, uh, you know, tomorrow, for instance, Fitzpatrick over under 270 and a half passing yards, uh, minshaw, uh, 265 and a half. So we do have that. It's just, um, you know, th- this was developed. The player prop software is developed by third party. Um, so wow. they're involved, they're involved in it. Um, so, and you know, sometimes the wording can be a little bit off. Um, you know, the, the player prop software, they're, they're located somewhere in Europe or something. So, you know, for instance, uh, I had to get them to check, you know, but, When we first implemented it, I'd say about four years ago, three years ago, I'm not even sure. Um, You know, some of their verbiage was very Euro. (laughs) Right, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In Europe, they don't call them parlays. So I was like, dude, you got you guys have got to change this to parlays. You know, people people do the health trebles are and multiples are and all that <laughs> garbage. Let's let's uh, talk to our client base. You know, ninety five percent of our guys are in North America, so let's talk to them in their language. So <clears throat> yeah, that that might have something to do with it. That might be more of a Euro thing. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we give it. There's there's so many options in this player. Prop software if you do just want the standard over unders you know you just at the tab at the top there's build there's quick picks and then there's over under that's one thing i've suggested i suggested that the default is over under since that's probably the most popular i to thanks for reminding me i'm gonna bug them again so it kind of defaults to over under instead of uh quick picks
2: yeah and i don't need to to you know advertise for you guys anymore but i the offering is, is ridiculously robust. Um, if, If there's something you're looking to bet and bet online doesn't have it, you can stop wasting your time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, Look thanks. at this quality quality assurance for about <laughs> online right now. Nice,
0: it. Bring it on, bring it on, man. Uh, you know, it, there's it and that's the thing. I mean, there's just so much stuff on the site. It is sometimes I forget what's up there. And I, you know, it, people hit me up on Twitter all the time about this sport, that sport, this game, and they they just think I know all, you know. It's like, dude, I, there, there's so many freaking games, there's so many freaking sports. You know, some guy hit me about, about darts the other day. I'm like, you, th- you really think I know about the darts, man? Just because I work here. I don't know who these guys are. You're talking about some uh Irish Dart League, man. So uh just let me let me forward that to the people over in Europe to get them to figure it out.
1: Gotta respect the people that uh you know have a peculiar interest in in, in the betting market, certainly, because the rest of us are, are sitting here climbing uh the hierarchy of the NFL. So uh, we are speaking once again with Dave Mason from Bet Online. You can find him uh, on Twitter at Dave Mason B O L, Dave Mason B O L on Twitter. Uh, it's been a weird year. Obviously, we've documented that in, in our couple of discussions, Dave, um, with COVID and, and with no no off season programs for a lot of sports, no no fans, et cetera. Um, how are you guys handling you know a, a rash of COVID tests or rumors of COVID tests or? you know, how, how does that affect the lines? Is it in the same way as, as someone who's disgruntled or a contract situation? Is, is there any line movement or you guys should take it off the board when you hear those rumors? Uh,
0: it, it depends, you know, the game line, it's a prop, whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, if, if it's, it's a, like I said, it's a big cat and mouse game. It's kind of a race to, it adds on to the, the race for information. Now that, that is this bigger than ever. And, and, in, in the gambling industry with more competition and more outlets, uh, promoting gambling. And and Twitter, of course, is just massive for that. Cause you know, a beat writer can tweet something out and you know, all the betters have that information and are betting it before we even notice it. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a cat and mouse game. I mean, it's, it's just something you just got to, another thing you got to keep your eye on just like injuries and, uh. You know do the best you can and hopefully you don't get left with your pants down
2: definitely and getting a little more lighthearted with it and having that kind of access to information have you found now that in your years kind of doing bookmaking and and running a major site like bet online that it has improved your fantasy sport game or your daily fantasy game one way or the other
0: No, I, I've gone the opposite way, man. <laughs> I have gone the opposite, absolute opposite. I mean, you know, it's it's just, I, I don't even really play fantasy anymore too much, to tell you the truth. I used to love it. I used to be an avid player, and uh, I think the playing field got too damn level, you know, back in the day. Oh. You know, the back in the day, I mean, i I'd probably show my age, but back when I first started playing fantasy, you your only real tool was what you see on, on the TV. And then you got that USA today on Friday afternoon. that had all, all the little game by game breakdowns and, and uh, injuries and all that stuff. And so that Friday afternoon USA today was your most important thing during the week. And and now it's just, Oh my God, there's, you know, I, I I was like, I was in a draft here in Costa Rica and, and, and like half the people are euros and brits and like i'm losing to them, but they're just going down the damn. You know, everybody has the same damn information now. Yeah, it's like true, my true. my edge is gone as being you know uh, You know uh, kind of a guy that's digging into numbers So when, when my edge was gone, it's like I kind of did not lost a little bit of interest um, you know plus i'm playing with a bunch of other bookies down here So it's not like we're playing you know, what I mean all these guys have the same damn stats and information and all that garbage but but yeah, not not real from a personal level. No, uh, I don't know about any of my coworkers if they're using the information. I have a feeling one of our guys is because he's really good with that all that <laughs> stuff. So I have a feeling he is, but I've never really talked to him about it personally. No, man. I I I, I this is my second year actually. I, I couldn't play last year for uh, personal reasons. I had some stuff going on. I couldn't make the draft, and then this year I was like, hey, you guys, I have room for man. They're like, nope. You lost, you <laughs> yeah. So, so I added a couple other offers. I was like, you know what, it's, it's too damn busy. So,
2: sometimes don't ask, sometimes... don't
1: ask Dave for uh, dart advice, and don't ask Dave for <laughs> fancy football advice. But everything else is fair game, right? Yeah,
0: I, I, you know fantasy football. I, I still have an opinion. It's just, you know, I just. uh just not pl- haven't played the last two years, but but yeah, I mean, that that annoys me. It's like back, I mean, I hate to sound like an old fuddy duddy, but back in the day, man, I mean, you you actually had to do your damn work, you know, you had you had your freaking magazine you bought, you had your USA Today, and what you saw on the TV, there, there was no plugging this in and 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 spitting out your own lineup, and you had to do your own, own damn work. These youngins don't know yeah, what the hell hard work is anymore. I don't know.
2: Struggle is real for sure. That's right. That's right. Uh, And kind of back to a a business question. And I'm going to guess that the sample size is a bit too small at this point, but as States in the U S have added their own gambling, have you noticed anything one way or the other amongst your players or or your business (laughs) impact at all? I
0: mean, business is great here. Um, You know, business the way I see it. You know, there, When it first started happening, I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But, you know, the thing is, gambling, sports betting isn't taboo anymore. You know, it used to be it used to be that thing. You're wink, wink when they're talking about spreads and stuff. And as this is awful, oh, my God, is is for holy shady people. And, you know, all those guys who bet on sports knew it was a bunch of BS, right? It was like, come on, this is so freaking hypocritical. This is a bunch of nonsense. But now that all overnight, it's like, oh, it's it's great. And all these leagues who used to look down on sports gambling have freaking advertisements everywhere. I mean, more people are betting. I mean, it's just, it's every, you can't turn on it, you know, any of these sports shows without them talking about the lines and all these uh, guys who had, don't know nothing about the lines are all of a sudden experts giving out picks. And, you know, so there's more and more people betting on it now. So it's, you know, competition's always good. It brings out the best in us too. It's like, you know, seeing all these books doing all this different stuff and like, hey, we got to try this. We got to up our game. We got to do this, that, and the other thing. We got to add this sport. And, uh, you know, uh, and you know, we, we've been around for a shoot. 20 years or so and and uh you know we know what we're doing but it doesn't mean we can't improve and i think we're still improving our product um you know with ufc we 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 just we're 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 expanding our product big time on props there's there's a, um opening there and uh people are asking for more ufc props and and uh we're expanding on it big time so uh you know we're always looking to improve we're not just setting our ways and i think a lot of books were we were like that prior to all the Supreme Court stuff. You know, is this everybody's this on cruise control? And yeah, little improvements here and there. But now it's like, hey, man, you got to keep up. So that, that's good for us.
2: Yeah, right attitude for sure. I, I totally agree.
1: Awesome. And once again, we are joined by Dave Mason of Ben Online. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave Mason, B O L. And Dave, before we went on today, I saw you lost your remote. The people want to know, did you find the remote? Are you, are you viewing pleasure again?
0: yeah i found it was was, it's a black remote and it's on my black chair upside down so a little camouflage effect going on so you know yeah so it was just that i didn't see it and and yeah, it, w- it was stuck on a news channel, and I won't name which news channel because I I don't like any of them. I don't like the yeah. either side, so they they equally right. suck as far as I'm concerned. But I didn't want to tweet out what news channel was because then fifty percent of the people would be mad at me for watching that news channel, and fifty percent of people, you know, I just, I, I just said a news channel. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was so it didn't matter what news channel was on. It was torture well i couldn't change the damn channel but i finally found it and i turned on espn and stephen smith is yelling at me right from the get-go <laughs> Stop, stop <being laughs> on, <maybe. Steven. laughs> feels good to be back
1: in the state of normalcy huh? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> all right well you've experienced what nearly all of us have done which is lose our remote uh every day and that happens to me it's usually in the couch for me but you know it, it, it tends to find up in in random places all the time so we, we've all been there we feel your pain we're glad you found the remote Anything you want to promote here, Dave, or anything else you want to talk about before we let you go?
0: Uh, Just get on over to betonline.ag. That's .ag to bet the games this weekend. Um, We open up our odds for the major North American sports before any other book onshore offshore etc so you have a chance to bet on the earliest and the openers which are always the softest those those odds often move a point point and a half sometimes two points sometimes more so get on over and, and take advantage of that uh the early the early odds you're not going to beat that's better than any bonus even though we have plenty of bonuses for that but uh the early odds that that's better valuable than anything so bet
1: Awesome. That was Dave Mason from BetOnline. Online. Dave, thanks very much for your time.
0: Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that was a
1: special treat having Dave Mason on. And, and once again, I teased it earlier in the episode, but if you want to hear Dave Mason's story about how he got involved with Bent Online originally, uh, that's in one of our episodes back in the spring. But interesting guy. Great website, of course. Go to BetOnline.ag for all your online sports book needs. All right. We talked about, a lot about football here. Our basketball heads, Chris, are Chomping at the bit. They want to hear our takes about Lakers Nuggets again. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon, September 23rd, the day after the Lakers fell victim uh, to the Denver Nuggets in Game 3. And if you think about it, Chris, if, you know, we're one AD buzzer being shot away from Lakers actually trailing the series 2-1. to They are still a heavy, heavy favorite to win the series in advance to the NBA Finals. This Nuggets team, year after year, especially this year, series after series, is enormously underrated. Four. Game number four, that is tomorrow evening, Thursday, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Lakers, I'm seeing on Ben Line, are six-point favorites, so it's down to one point from where we've seen the consensus at seven. The total started at 2.08, I believe, for game number one. It went up to 2.10, uh, I think, yesterday. So right now we're seeing 2.14.5, and, and the overs have hit all three of these games so far by my tally. Uh, maybe not in game two, but certainly in games one. And games three. So what are your thoughts here so far here, Chris,
2: on Lakers-Nuggets game four? Completely agree with you with the, the Nuggets um, playing both these LA teams throughout the playoffs. It just not a lot of quitting in them, uh, which you can't often say a lot in professional sports, especially in the NBA where everything just seems to complete every single year. Who's going to be there? What's going to happen? Um, not sure a lot of people have the Nuggets. If you bet the Nuggets to win the series against the Clippers, good on you. Uh, and I think they're giving the Lakers all they can handle. Uh, the Joker is awesome. Uh, what did he do yesterday? I think he, like, pivoted five times in a row and then fell backwards and threw the ball straight up in the air. That so, was an insane <laughs> shot. Yeah.
1: I saw someone tweet that that particular play and said, this is how video game controllers are broken. And I've never identified more with a statement than that before.
2: Anymore. Yeah, and that is that is the most accurate description of it for sure. Um, but I think I think LeBron knows this is an absolute gift of a chance. Uh, to get another title in his belt if he wants it. Like, there's not going to be too many of those left, right? He he doesn't strike me as the guy who's going to be in the wheelchair, right, going to the best team in the league every other year to just get more titles. Uh, That's not going to be good for his rep. So I like the Lakers to come out on fire in game four, minus two and a half first quarter, minus 105. I also like that's a pretty cheap price at minus 105 for that, for a Lakers team that I think is really going to have their hair on fire Don't know if that means they're going to win the game. Uh, The Nuggets have proved awfully resilient, but uh, I think the Lakers are are going to come out strong. And if that game is close, it's not going to be close until later.
1: Yeah, you mentioned you talked about Jokic. Uh, I want to talk about Jamal Murray for a second. I mean, those back-to-back threes at the conclusion of game number three. Uh, He's just such a great closer. And we still don't really take him that seriously as a true superstar in this league, but... That's exactly what he is. I mean, the guy is out here just straight ball and hitting unbelievable, unguardable shots. I mean, it wasn't bad defense by Alex Caruso uh, on that one, but um, I, I just think the public is, is really, the perception of this series is really fascinating to me. Um, you can still get the Nuggets I saw earlier at 8-1 to one to win the series, and we talked about it. We're one buzzer beating away from, you know, Lakers and Lakers fans hitting the panic button on this one. Even if the Lakers happen to win tomorrow, we've already seen this Nuggets team come back from two 3-1 deficits first time in league history, so I wouldn't write them off, uh, no matter who their opponent is, uh, no matter what the deficit is in this series, but I think it's going to be competitive. I'm actually surprised we didn't see a bit more of a correction in terms of the opening spread. At six, I still think there's a bit of value there uh, if you if you are a Nuggets backer. However, what I'm going to take here for this one, I'm actually going to take team total under for the Denver Nuggets, 104 half. I just think this is going to be a game in which Lakers, I agree with you, the Lakers are to come out here and be very focused. They kind of have to. Uh, where I think we're going to see that focus is on the defensive end. Uh, in game number one, Nuggets scored 114. In game number two, uh, 103. And then last night we saw them explode in that fourth quarter and score 114. So the line uh, isn't quite generous, but I just think we're going to see a classic defensive effort for the Lakers. And that's what we saw in that little run that they had. Uh, in the beginning of the fourth quarter yesterday, we saw, I think, five consecutive turnovers forced by the Lakers' defense. Most of them was with Rondo just causing havoc out there before the Nuggets, of course, made the adjustments and went back. But I think tomorrow we're going to see more of a slugfest in this series. I don't necessarily think that either of these teams are going to light it up. And so I actually like both the under 214.5 and the team total under four and a half for the Nuggets. Uh, but my official pick there will be under half for the Denver Nuggets team
2: total. Anything else you like here for Lakers Nuggets Game Four? Looking forward to watching it. Uh, I've only kind of been flipping back and forth, but after last night, I feel like I've got a little bit of a series, and we'll be kind of fully invested in it if, if we get a good game uh, tomorrow. So, so looking forward to it for sure. And uh, it's it's been a while since I, I honestly cared about kind of NBA playoffs and NBA basketball until the finals because it just didn't matter, right? But now it, it kind of feels like it does, and there's that college feeling to it to me with Jamal Murray right like he could just would it surprise you if Jamal Murray came out and hit seven three-pointers like it wouldn't it wouldn't to me uh and that is a great equalizer right which is something you don't hardly see in the pros it's more much more of a college thing so uh I, I am excited for this game four should be a lot of fireworks in the rest of this series I think it's uh, it's really time
1: to start taking this Denver Nuggets team seriously uh if you're a Los Angeles Laker. Fan, if you're a Clipper fan, you you already do take them seriously. So we got to talk to you about that. Any final thoughts here, Chris? Episode number fifty-seven. of believe, in betting LA, let's
2: win. Uh, let's win two more games this week in football, huh? Let's not let's not go zero and five again. Let's uh, let's not do that.
1: That you know that's a, a very common denominator for all betters across the board here. Uh, you got to be glass half full, otherwise, why even bother? But uh, just just enjoy, guys. We've got conference finals on. It's almost like an afterthought. We've got. Uh, Dodger baseball in the playoffs heading, uh, you know, congratulations to the Dodgers. We haven't talked to them in, in a while, unfortunately. But uh, NL West champions for the eighth consecutive season. The postseason is going to start there. Um, you know, we've got uh, so much to look forward to, including SEC football coming back this weekend. Big Ten football coming back in a month. Potentially Pac-12 football coming back around Halloween. So uh, just just don't take these moments for granted because if you remember – I do. What it was like to have nothing and uh, it sucked. So we're just yeah. happy to have sports back and uh, have this show back as well. All right. Well, for Bet Online, for the Lead Podcast see, Network, for Sad Capital, for Stuart, I'm Sam Axel. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next
2: time.